Hello, I'm Eagle, Eagle Gardens, Eagle Gardens 1 on Instagram, and this is Fucking Talking Shit with Eagle, episode 383. Hopefully you guys have, have had an amazing Tuesday. I am very much looking forward to the guests in front of me tonight. We've, of course, seen him around the chats many, many nights. We've got to talk to him one other time on a special episode, but tonight it's just me and him. Wally Wookie, how you doing tonight? You want to tell us how you're doing and, of course, where we can find you on social media? Morning, Eagle. Willie Wookie here. Much love and grows love from South Africa. I'm uh, uh, all my life a Cape Town resident and uh, loving living in my beautiful country over here. Uh, big shout out to all the people in chat that I've uh, gotten to know um, in the last uh, year or so. And uh, yeah, uh, Willie Wookie on IG, nothing on YouTube, anything, um, just uh, um, somebody looking to take nice pictures of bud and insects and shit and uh, general nature stuff. Well, thank you for uh, taking the time to come all the way from Africa. I mean, that's, that's quite the time difference. I mean, you say morning, I mean, when you wait, it's morning, what time is it there? It's uh, a happy 5.37. Thank you for getting up and hanging out. That is early. Oh, that's, a, that's only a pleasure. I had the, the pleasure of having a morning for, tw for 20 for a change. <laughs> there you go. Love the optimism. I love the optimism. So, yeah, oh, let me quickly just make sure I've got everything open so that I can actually see chat as well. Sorry for, for the dead air. Let me quickly, uh, while I'm... Let me mute that shit. There we go. Sorry about that, Paul. Uh, pop out chat and for all of those out there in chat as well how's it how's it and uh, remember to change the top chat to live chat all right and uh, any of you guys i'll be keeping an eye on chat just uh how's it uh, johnny canaseed and uh, if you guys have any uh, questions for me uh for anything out of south africa or africa I'll be more than happy to answer any questions that I can. Uh, just tag me and I'll uh, keep an eye on chat. Before we get going there, uh, what do you have? Do you have anything prepared to smoke on throughout the... Oh, yeah. I've got some of my, my own Dr. Green Thumb, Dr. Green Thumb's M-Dog. I've got some uh, Skywalker OG and some critical cheese and some bits and bobs i've uh, uh, been harvesting quite a bit <laughs> or little bits and bobs i did uh, uh, i think many people can attest to when you're uh, growing for the first or the second or third time and you get an opportunity to pop a fuck ton of beans then <laughs> then you do <laughs> variety is the spice of life as they say Ooh, uh, actually i'm going to start with uh, some Girl Scout cookies. There we go. Being uh, one of the topics that I'll touch on later again is uh, uh, Willy Wookie is, uh, as I like to colloquially say, smell blind. I had a bit of an accident uh, where I fell on my head uh, about 20 odd years ago. And 
either due to the swelling in my brain or there's a little membrane between your nose and your brain over here. Um, I've lost my sense of smelling or smell. Still tastes like a motherfucker, but uh, just uh, just no smell. So the one of the big aims for uh, me personally is to find a strain that uh, um, tastes well, tastes well, because uh, old Wookie over here have been uh, uh, mostly exposed to what we like to call outdoor chronic, which is basically um, just your cheap, um, I suppose, what you would call brickweed. So. I'm really, really enjoying, as you know, when you grow yourself, um, the quality usually changes quite a bit to the better. Um, so I'm loving the taste, um, the sweet taste that I'm getting. And uh, on the flip side, on the um, uh, Gorilla Glue that's, uh, that I've been uh, uh, smoking some of the, the five-week trim and that type of stuff, everything that you take off, uh, can't wait to sample and uh, I'm surprised to get some of the chocolate and the, um, the gassy flavors from the, from the OG already or the Gorilla Glue as they call it. So yeah, that's a, a, bit, of, a bit of a flavor chase at this stage. And nothing on the topic, nothing wrong there. Um, with the, the flavor chase in, in mind, job. I um, resuscitated an old bong of mine. Uh, so for what it's worth, uh, shout out Shane, uh, it's, it's living again. <laughs> My buddy that, uh, that gave me a bottle, the, um, it's a craft brewing bottle from uh, one of our breweries that we've got down here in Cape Town, uh, Newlands, uh, oh, sorry, not the Newlands Brewery. Um, that's where the big fucking beers gets made. Um, it's used from uh, the water from the Newlands Spring that runs down the um, little small spring that runs down Cape Town. And uh, yeah, that, uh, she's been out of commission for a year or two. But the reason why I bring it up is uh, I get a lot of lot more flavor um, from flour when I smoke it through the bong. And it obviously makes sense. You're not burning any paper or anything. So yeah, I'm really, really enjoying the, the bong smoking for a change. And I must say she, she does kick a little bit... Uh, Stronger than when you're smoking a joint. <laughs> it does. It does. I, I can't, you know, I often wonder what it is about devices like that because I've got a similar, uh, like, bottle, but I use mine for, uh, it might hold a joint. I drill the hole in it and I pass a few of them out as, like, bottles, you know. And I actually think there's, there's something in the temperature, I believe the way it maybe cools down uh, for a few seconds or something like that before it hits your lungs uh, is part of that equation. And uh, it might also be um, with the cooling down of the smoke, you can, I suppose, take a bit of a bigger hit. Uh, it's not so harsh on the, on the throat or the lungs. Um, so in, instead of having a, uh, I, I suppose, uh, to equate it to having a meal, um, instead of having a meal over a course of an half an hour, you're having the whole meal in about 10 seconds. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, you know, well, I guess that would lead us into a good transition to where we usually start this thing off. Yeah. None of us knew how to, none of us really knew how to roll back in the day. 
That'd be, that actually kind of reminds me of like a device that we would have probably started off with back in the day. <laughs> the, the good old uh, roller machine. So, well, when when was your first experience and uh, what was it like? You want to oh. share a little bit? Yeah. Um, first experience was... Uh, Geez, talk about uh, being thrown into or throwing yourself into the deep end. Um, phew, I think it's uh, just after after school, maybe our matric year or a final year of, of high school. Uh, and keep in mind, uh, old Wookie was uh, quite uh, the good child, shall we say? Uh, not uh, not quite as not good <laughs> as he is right now. But that being said. Um, uh, went to a bry or a barbecue, as uh, as you guys call it, with friends one night, and uh, uh, I suppose one of the, the favorite drinking games of many uh, a young folk across the world is coinage, where of course you bounce the coin into into the jar or the or the glass, and uh, yeah, that night uh, uh, we decided to play coinage, and uh, it was my turn to to get nailed. So yeah, with, with a with a mixture of beer and spirits and wine and everything that goes into a um, the naughty glass, as we say, um, when you miss, you you've got a drink and all the rules that goes along. So to make a long story short, that night uh, another friend rocked up and uh, hey, lo and behold, uh, we had he had some weed and I said fuck it, let's uh, let's go and have a smoke. So we, he didn't have anything to roll out of. So we, he took glossy magazine paper. Yeah, to roll the, the joint with. Big old fat fucker. Coughed my lungs out, obviously. And uh, yeah, then uh, proceeded to with a copious amount of alcohol in the mixture thereof. Uh, yeah, that, uh, that ended as, uh, as everybody in chat can imagine. <laughs> That uh, that was not a good greenies evening. So yeah, after after that, uh, it was a few years, and uh, I think oh, let me think. It was probably about four years after that. I uh, three or four, uh, but uh, be that as it may, um, thought fuck. Let's let's give this a try again. I uh, apart from. How it made me feel, feel I, there must have been something in there. But uh, regardless, um, so yeah, I got uh, a hold of a friend uh, at, jeez, uh, I think it was uh, way back then. We usually got some, most of the indigenous stuff that we got uh, was either um, Transkai, which obviously comes from the, uh, one of our local uh, countries that uh, we have here called Transkai. And uh, the other one was Swazi, uh, short for Swaziland. And... Uh, I either got some uh, Swazi or some Transkai, and uh, me and my birth, uh, girlfriend at that stage and her brother, we had a we had a good time. And uh, I suppose at that that moment, I fell in love with weed. Um, it's it's my my favorite poison. It is definitely definitely a wonder plant. That's for sure. To, uh, maybe just to so, that as well a little bit. Um, I'm a big um, supporter of application-specific weed. 
And that's something that I really want to teach my friends in South Africa as well, um, or the ones I have at least. <laughs> I think uh, there's a lot of a mentality of let's just uh, get the strongest weed and get as fucked as possible, um, which I condone at, at obviously at certain stages and to each their own. But uh, I'd like to, especially if I grow weed for, for friends and they're not too experienced, I always ask them, well, what do you want from the weed? Do you want to get up and have to clean the house because you can't sit still? Or do you want to chill the fuck out because you've had a shit day at work? Um, if you're going to smoke a uh, strongly, shall we say, colloquially speaking, sativa strain, that's not going to fucking help you if, if you've had a cuck day um, or shit day, sorry. Um, so, yeah, um, and uh, I suppose with so, so many people down over here um, still stuck on the brickweed and the foul flavors, it's, uh, it, it makes my heart warm when I, when I take some weed to a, to a, um, to a barbecue or a um, small gathering uh, and the guy said, Jesus, fuck, I can uh, smell the um, the cookies or the uh, taste the cookies and the whatever um, so yeah that's um, I just don't want people to think of weed as just weed I want them to to use it as a tool because man there's uh, there's so many benefits and uh, to hop on another topic uh, the entourage effect that when you start mixing it with the CBD and that type of stuff um, it's fine to have a THC extract, but uh, when you start using it for medicinal reasons, I think, damn, when you mix all the stuff together, all the cannabinoids and stuff gets together, they just uh, make the magic happen even better. I totally agree. I totally agree. And that's, I guess, without... Uh, I saved that. I'm trying to save this. I'm trying to save this till when we get into it. But I guess it's hard. It's hard with knowing well, we've kind of, you know, jumped ahead and a little bit back. So, but you speak of the entourage effect. It's hard to, you know, wonder with, again, with your, you spoke of the injury and I don't want to try to jump ahead, but oh, do you still get the entourage effect? Like, say, with the terpene profiles, even though you can't acknowledge the the exact turf profile and everything do you do you notice you know the same effect even though you're not acknowledging the smells eagle it's uh it's awesome that you that you thought of that question because i've wondered about it uh, um, quite a bit as well i've yet to reach i reach out to shall we say some more educated brain people uh but from what i what i've gathered is the the body still gets the effect from, or the chemical effect from the terpene. But shall we say um, the same way that when you walk into a room and you smell a hint of lavender, you might uh, be calmed, or if you uh, have a hint of chamomile or whatever, you'll have that calming trigger. Because I don't have the, um, the smell popping up in the brain, I think I just don't get the, shall we say, the psychological benefit of it. But I hope that the, the chemical itself, the, seep, the cannabinoids and the terpenes and all of those goodies that, uh, um, that enter the body, um, I hope that they at least 
uh, do their work, which I kind of do. Um, I, I'm quite a healthy boy uh, for not e eating always as healthy as I should. <laughs> so uh, I kind of feel that uh, the weed kind of keeps me healthy as well. I have to agree on that. I have to agree. I think it's the whole American one thing there that it's it's keeping us young at some point, you know, that we're not even picking it up on yet scientifically. I does I do believe it kind of slows down the aging process at some level. I don't know why, but I just believe I really do believe he's not the something when he says. Oh yeah, most definitely. I'll uh... I think of it kind of in like a, having lots of columns of beneficiary columns. Let's say uh, you've got uh, smoking weed and that gives you, let's say for argument's sake, a hypothetical 5% uh, bump in health. Then you eat healthy. That gives you 10% bump in health. Um, then you cut out some other bad habits, blah, blah, blah. That uh, gives you a bump in health. So if you add up all the little bumps in health, that uh, that leads you to um, to hopefully better health. And I must say, I don't know if it's uh, uh, because I haven't been married yet uh, or have kids, but uh, most of my uh, friends say I look a lot younger than them. <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll blame the weed. I don't know if I'll blame it or give it credit. Anything I can do yeah. to help keep the light shined on it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely change the, the phrasing on that one. <laughs> so oh. it surprises me to hear you reference uh brickweed there still. Please, please. Oh, sorry, Eagle, just uh, uh, finish the last bit over there. I must have clicked it somehow. I heard you refer to, you know, the brickweed. You know, please, please tell me that's just a reference in quality and not something that's <laughs> still being passed around. You know what? That's, uh, there's still a lot of that shit going around. Um it's not so much the compressed bricks like you've you've got, but uh, there's there's a lot of people that uh, cultivate huge fields, and the uh, sure the weed is is cheap for the every every guy in the street that wants to just get high uh, of weed or whatever. But uh, man, it's so full of seeds, and it uh, it tastes rank and uh, it uh, hit. It's, it's not a pleasant smoking experience, um, but uh, yeah, that's, uh, there's, there's, still a, there's still a lot of, uh, shall we say, mm, not the best growers that we've got um, out in, uh, in the bundus, as we call, uh, out of the main uh, circles of production, shall we say. But uh, yeah, uh, I think that's going to be a, a massive, massive, massive change. I, um, with us going legal or being decriminalized uh, currently, it's, uh, I've seen a massive, massive, massive shift in the short time in 
um, shall we say, the, the free market. Um, I've got a, a friend or two that also that I've been acquainted with the uh, last few years that's in, in the market. And uh, they, they've said uh, the, uh, the market's gone down. It's, it's, it's tough. Most of the guys are um, growing at home or if they're not growing themselves, they've got friends that's growing. Um, so yeah, it's a, um, I think it's a positive thing on, on the one side because uh, the more people grow, grow their own shit, um, I think sometimes you can say that there's as much therapy in growing the plant successfully as, uh, as smoking and enjoying the, the product at the end. I know this year I've, Jesus, it's been a, <laughs> Uh, it's been a learning curve, a steep learning curve. Uh, uh, lots, 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 everything or most of the things that could go wrong <laughs> kind of did. It, it is a bit of a learning curve, but it's, it's a fun one there. It's definitely a fun curve. It, 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 I, I say that all the time about the growing side of things, the cultivation side. I think the therapeutical and medical side, medical benefit side of cannabis is in the cultivation. There is so much healing power in that plant. Uh, that's some of the best medicine right there that, you know, and again, patients that aren't growing are, are actually screwing themselves out of that that whole medicine of itself. You know, I've talked about this a lot too. There's something about going through that process. Usually, uh, you know, when you're in a, in taking some type of medication, you're in a place where you're feeling less than 100%. Either it could be mentally, physically, sometimes both. You know what I mean? And it, Either way, at some point when you're finished with that crop and you're, you know, you're enjoying your cannabis, when you when you get to that can do, I've done this myself, it gives you that that step up. I can take care of myself. I can do this. What else can I do? You know what I mean? And it it, it, it just betters you throughout the whole process. So I, I you're absolutely right when you say, you know, the medical benefits are definitely in the cultivation side as well as you know, the consumption side as well. Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad that you agree. And um, from seeing uh, so many of you guys uh, over there being caretakers for, for people, if, if I've got a, a best case scenario that, uh, that I can change and adapt my life to, I would love to have a few patients over here and uh, grow for them. And... Uh, fucking heal, help heal people um, and actually give them good medicine. Um, trying to grow as, I don't want to say organic as possible. I'm a bit of a, a mix a bit of the two, uh, have some soil uh, and uh, uh, heat it up a little bit with some um, either organic or some, some salts. But uh, yeah, uh, when I'm st starting, because I uh, my next grow, I want to really, really get into uh, growing some CBD strains as well and a mix. Um, maybe getting a one-to-one, -one, getting a two-to-one uh, to experiment with. Because um, it's, it, it's sad that the, 
the um, the stigma of weed is still hanging around so much that it's um, I've got uh, old uh, uh, gentleman living next door him and his wife and he's probably in his middle 80s and he's got terrible back pain and uh, we've become well acquainted and uh, um, I'm, I'm the, the handyman if somebody if something needs to be done in the house or uh, anything digitally goes wrong so I'm the, I'm the grandchild that uh, that's close by or adopted grandchild so to speak anyway um, they know I smoke weed and uh, I've often through the years told them listen um, CBD is legal now. You can actually buy it in a pharmacy. It helps for pain. Really, it does. No, but uh, isn't it weed? And isn't uh, he going to get high and blah, 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 blah. No, no, no. Just try it. Now, I've even gone so far as to, to buy them uh, one and say, just fucking put it in his coffee or something. It's not going to do anything. But uh, they don't. So hopefully if, if I tell people, listen, I've grown it myself and it's been grown with love and organically and blah, 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 and all of that. Hopefully um, I can change a few minds and uh, change a few lives. That's, uh, oh, that's, uh, I love my, my I'm a, I'm a bit on the, the ADD spectrum. So I, I love my, I think that's one of the reasons why I have um, I fell in love with weed. Uh, it always felt like my brain was running at about eight and a half, nine thousand RPMs, and when I have a have a good bowl or a or a joint, then it just takes me nice down to a nice cruising RPM of about three and a half, with flexibility to increase. But uh, on on the healing side of things, uh, like the last time I I got online and uh, I joined you for a bit of a, a dose on the on the uh, mushroom side. Um, was happy to meet up with uh, um, a lady that uh, does um, healing sessions or therapeutic sessions with uh, with people. And uh, what made me very, very happy was she's actually been um, in contact and working with psychologists and psychiatrists that um, I don't know how officially they um, recommend people go and see her for um maybe some mushroom therapy where they uh, um, have the four or five gram uh, hero's dose and uh, she works them through or helps them work through um, whatever issue they're struggling with. And uh, um, I allegedly made my first delivery uh, about two weeks ago and uh, it, it makes you feel good that your handiwork is actually assisting people in bettering their lives and I, I'm a I'm a bit of a humanist so I like doing good to people um, I like got my <laughs> I got my abbreviated life motto from of maybe the one of the worst places but uh, the uh, Australian comedian called Jim Jeffries when one of his uh, uh, stand-up uh, shows he said uh, you know what just try not to be a cunt and if you if you do that every day, you'll be a pretty good person. <laughs> so yeah, try at least every day not to be an idiot. Um, sometimes it's more difficult than others, but uh, I, I'm of the motto: if you 
if you mostly do good, then uh, hopefully good will come back your way. Doesn't always work that way, but uh, um, at least I sleep well at night. It sure doesn't hurt to keep that side of the scale heavy. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, a, a memory uh, associated with the mushrooms. Um, quite a few years ago. Jeez. Anyone said that? I would suppose about eight years ago or so. Um, shout out to Craig, a good friend of mine. He, um, man, uh, master of quite a few martial arts. Uh, that man has got uh, some skills, but uh, I digress. Um, very spiritually inclined uh, gentleman and uh, myself at the time as well. And uh, I think uh, as most people in the, in the thirties and late twenties, you go through a time of um, searching and uh, I suppose if you haven't done so yet, uh, finding yourself and um, oh, just uh, seeing what's out there. And uh, he met up with uh, some shaman from uh, South America. And uh, obviously um, along came some ayahuasca and uh, um, over a course of about, I suppose about a year and a half, I did uh, three sessions um, with, uh, with different guys. Um, one of them, if memory serves, was uh, more of a, shall we say, Roman Catholic-y, um, Santo Daimi, that was the, um, the name that they used, um, with the Icaros that gets chanted uh, that you don't understand. But uh, yeah, that was um, interesting, I must say. Um, unfortunately, I've what I call colloquially a, a handbrake mind, um, struggle to let go, to let, uh, shall we say, the medicine work with you. So um, in most of my um, sessions, I uh, never really had any visual um, hallucinations like other people's would, uh, I would say, um, except my last one, <laughs> where as a, um, I like uh, figuring shit out. So, uh, oh, so let's rephrase that. I like to figure out how stuff works um, because I like to understand things um, because if I understand things, then I can um, tweak it to my benefit, shall we say. Uh, so with the um, learning how uh, drugs or ayahuasca or anything like that uh, affect your body, I learned that one of the easiest uh, tools that you can use is manipulating your body temperature. If you are feeling a little bit too kooky, drop your body temperature. Um, if you're not feeling as you would like to feel, um, put a jacket on. Or as I did, take a sleeping bag with. And uh, got all cozy with a beanie and a sleeping bag. And uh, yeah, um, the long-haired fibers on the, <laughs> on the, uh, the carpet started waving at me and uh, looked like, beautiful fields of corn waving and um, that uh, upset the equilibrium a little bit. And I thought, oh, let's, uh, let's close my eyes, make it go away. <laughs> ha, 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 
big mistake. <laughs> At, uh, yeah. Uh, so eventually, um, waited for uh, one of the Icarus to, to end because you don't uh, interrupt mid, uh, mid song. Um, just to uh, get out of the area a little bit, uh, maybe go to the loo. And uh, as I exited the, um, the circle, you go up a few steps and then you turn right into a long corridor. And uh, I got up, uh, tiptoeing silently past uh, the other people, and I go up the steps. And as I turn right and I look down this, um, this hallway, it's just fucking matrix numbers running down the wall. And all the door frames were golden as if I'm in the, um, circa 1990s doom or something where it's so obviously an entrance to something. Um, so yeah, that, uh, that was my, mm, I'd say, mm, most uh, memorable visual uh, experience uh, with ayahuasca. Um, the only other time was uh, <laughs> at a after party at, uh, of a friend of mine's wedding. Oh my goodness. We had uh, friends visiting from Dubai and uh, uh, long story short, uh, a lot of mushrooms showed up <laughs> at the after party. And uh, yeah, it, uh, there was, a, there was a, a lot consumed where um, it was so beautiful for me. There was about a, uh, a four meter a tall hedge, um, ivy-ish hedge with uh, little pinkish reddish flowers. And the whole evening, as soon as the, the mushrooms started working, um, this hedge, whenever I looked at it, turned into um, very minimalistic Japanese art esque type of a hedge with the, the black outline of the leaves and these uh, red flowers sticking out. Um, yeah, that was a, <laughs> that was a, that was an interesting fun night. My goodness. <laughs> so I can't help but wonder. You partially <clears throat> answered my question there. I, I'm dying to try some more ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. There, there we go. Oh. I can't help but wonder, I mean, you've explained a little bit, maybe the temperature aspect of it, uh, but do you think that maybe the first and second time, either they were like maybe a less quality of, you know, an ayahuasca or maybe environment in general played a key? I mean, do, are oh, those dear. type of things, you know, I'm sure quality of the ayahuasca that could have something to do with it, but is you know being in the right place, like you like you're stating, and like even the right temperature, that much oh. key to being where you want to be in, in the experience. And uh, I'll uh, say one of the most important uh, variables in that equation is what's in the air, the old noggin. Um, if if you don't let go with your mind, um, like I did. Uh, um, you you're not allowing the um, the medicine to work. Um, you're supposed to. Um, okay, let's let's rewind a little bit. Way back when when um, I did the ayahuasca, they were quite attentive to say 
for the two weeks before the ceremony, um, try not to eat meat, um, try to cut down salt as much as possible, um, do a bit of a, shall we say, detox, as they say. That helped a lot for me to keep the contents of my stomach inside. I'm very proud to say that of all the people I know, I'm pretty much the only one that hasn't vomited uh, during a ceremony. And I, uh, for the most part, uh, get credit for uh, that to uh, cleaning my diet up before I go on ceremony. Um, but with having said that as well, um, I think uh, setting your intention for, um, for your journey that you're going to have that evening um, helps a lot. It kind of primes your mind. Um, I, in, by this, so hindsight is, is 20, 20. Um, so I'll, I'll use that a bit, uh, with my, um, shall we say matrix experience. Um, I think that because I was already programmed by programming my mind to say, Wookie, we're gonna, we're gonna have a bit of a wild ride tonight. Um, let's go. Um, it loosened the, shall we say, the mental handbrake for me to uh, actually experience the, um, the more interesting, interesting side of, uh, of ayahuasca. And I'll have to, um, up front, also just say, I didn't smoke it. I did the, um, the oral version where you um, have the, uh, the drink um, with the um, enzyme inhibitors so that your stomach doesn't fuck up the DMT and everything. And that's a much longer, um, and I would say gentler, almost like having a, um, comparing a dab to an edible as to smi uh, smoking um, the crystalline form of DMT and having the oral version. But uh, yeah, definitely, if, you, um, if you're not doing it recreationally and you definitely want to get some positivity out of it, I definitely recommend um, doing, the, doing your homework before the time, um, keeping an eye on your, on your diet, and uh, most importantly, setting your intentions for um, what issues you want to work through um, during that uh, four to six hours that you're um, going to be in therapy. Wow, is it that long? Oh, I didn't realize it was that long of a ride. And I, I know a part of it, uh, like the throw up there, is key is keeping it in. Right, the ride is as long as basically you can keep it in, and I never really thought about you know like some prep time, you know, prepping yourself before the journey. There, I you know mentally I could see that, but I never really thought about like the, the steps of like detoxing the body, you know, eating you know a proper diet beforehand. I never even considered it all. Yeah, it just uh, I think it takes the uh, put your body in a bit of a healthier spot and uh, there's less antagonists in the body for uh, the mixture of uh, uh, foreign uh, bits that's uh, going into the body uh, but as to the the, um, the time of the um, the ceremony it uh, often uh, depends on the um, the shaman that's leading the um, the ceremony um 
we had uh, through my different sessions, there were one that we had um, one big dose in the beginning and you had to um, make do with that. Uh, most of the others you had options for um, a second or even sometimes a third round. Um, I, I suppose that helps for people that uh, maybe couldn't have kept it down in the first round so that you get just get a little bit of a top up. But uh, yeah, usually we started around about half past nine, ten-ish in the evening and uh, yeah, finish around about three o'clock, four o'clock in the mornings. So, uh, no, I, it's, <clears throat> did you, what did you take away or you're, I don't think you're supposed to talk about it. Are you actually the experience that you've taken away from that? That's your message. Am I correct in thinking that that's what part of the journey? Uh, Eagle, I, th I think many, many people that have used DMT will attest to this, that you'll remember certain really, really vivid shit that you see. Um, either that or the, like a friend of mine, the, um, the uh, martial arts spiritually inclined uh, guy that... Uh, met up with the anyway um he had um quite a few battles with uh, um what he called entities from the other side and uh they usually attack well yeah attacked him uh to uh make sure that he shall we say better his life uh, attacking him because of the shit that he's causing um so it, uh, um I suppose it all comes down to the to the intention that you're putting out. Um, I think we've we know so little about the the human brain and uh, um, the effects of certain chemicals on it. Um, I mean, during the days of the uh, ayahuasca ceremonies, we'd go away to um, a place. Uh, fuck, what's it called? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, they've got a teepee lodge uh, out there uh, that you can actually sleep in teepees that they've built. Um, I just took my tent with, but it was a whole weekend thing, um, which is nice to keep your um, frame of mind because you can then do um, a uh, ceremony on the Friday night and then on the Saturday night again. Um, fuck, what did I want to say about this? Oh, yes. Um, there's a different uh, tobacco that they bring with, that they mix with something else, um, spelled H-A-P-E, uh, Hape, um, that uh, they have basically a 90-degree little bamboo pipe, and that's hollowed out and uh, um, fixed at the corner. And then um, when it comes time for... Um, your half paid dose, um, the shaman will approach you and will look you in the eye and um, ask you for uh, healing um, fortune or something else. 
what is your um, intention for um, or with the sacrament? And uh, then he would take a little bamboo pipe and he'll put the one side in, the, in your one nostril and he would go and uh, shoot this uh, to ground up tobacco mixture up into your nasal passages and then go to the other side and do it again. And Jesus Louise, if you've ever felt one with the universe and with God, um, I'll have another drink to that. Um, that uh, that was uh, so. It's like a psychedelic snuff, basically. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't uh, um, last long, about five or or so minutes. And for the love of God, do not get your post nasal drip onto your back of your tongue. <laughs> you will vomit instant instantly. Jeez, that is the fucking most horrid tasting shit I've ever ever tasted. Oh, no, that's, uh, um, but yeah, then, then on the other side, there's um, stuff like San Pedro and uh, um, mescaline cacti, uh, which allegedly my uh, uh, friend uh, acquired some of the uh, cacti, which he shared with me. So I've got a few of them growing in the garden. So hopefully in a year or so, um, they say uh, apparently uh, a meter makes a liter. So um, if, if I ever get to that, I'll, I'll see if I can uh, have a fun weekend. So when you speak of your love for cannabis there, uh, I know you kind of talked about when it started but was it actually you know basically from the start that you found that uh, the medicinal side of it where you found that there's just something that makes my body feel right or was it you know kind of there you know just catching a buzz like you know most kids uh <laughs> young you know are after at that point you know what i mean or was it like you say you just found something and it, it felt right you know Even what? It came with somewhat of a buzz. <laughs> I think uh, initially it was uh, a lot to do with a buzz, of course. Um, but I think without me noticing it, I the calming down effect or the just the um, lowering of lowering of the RPM, so to speak. Um, I didn't realize it maybe at first, and uh, um, shit. It uh, sure helps you forget about shit that you're worrying about the whole time. <laughs> so, yeah, I, su I suppose there's a, there's a lot of that as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I suppose it probably grew, grew more into the medicinal appreciation of, um, of weed. Um, of, I think it started uh, more as the, as the buzz chasing. Um, I suppose the the best way to kind of explain it is I used to be um, fond of uh, drinking um, and uh, yeah uh, sometimes as we all do stay out a little bit late but uh, the one saving grace that I that I like about weed is it doesn't really matter um, how much you smoke um, you can only get fucking that high 
Oh, I mean, I don't do any dabs or anything like that. So that's one of the, the safety nets <laughs> that I have. Um, you can only get so high off a bong or a joint. <laughs> well, depending on strain dependent, I suppose. I was going to throw that mix in there. You know, that's what makes it fun about going out and seeing people because you, I believe you're right. You're only, you've built up, you build up a, a tolerance to what you're smoking, what you have in house, what you, what you have with you. And you're only going to get as high as you're used to getting up that. The only variable I kind of seen to that is some kind of uh, tolerance break. Maybe you go to work, you get that eight hours, eight to 10 hours, and then you come back and you get somewhat of a fresh start. I've found stepping out of your environment like if you smoke all day say at home and you're like man i'm just not getting that high smoke 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 well that's because you haven't left your environment you haven't changed it I, I you know i found even if you alternate smoking one in the house and then one stepping outside and just fucking watching the birds or whatever just that and alone will kind of level it back out to you where it's it's working a little bit more the only other way around that is to go out with some friends and, you know, mix up that cannabis. You know what I mean? Now you can get pretty tore up. You know, you start passing around five or six strains or whatever. Yeah, you might smoke yourself out. You might, you, but that's the thing. You're going to safely smoke yourself out and you have that option at any time to go, ah, nah, 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 I'm done, I'm done. You know, you you are the brakes. You you know you you can still have that judgment that, that no, I don't want. It. And you don't feel like a train fucking hit you the next morning as well. That's that's one of the big benefits for me as well. I mean, uh, as soon as you hit forty, hangovers usually lasted two days. <laughs> oh man, I don't miss hangovers. Ooh, it has been a long, long time, but man, I do not, not miss the, the hangover. Yep. And on the uh, topic of tolerance, um, I can't remember um, who said it. I can't remember if it was on the Future Cannabis Project or over at Fumi's or wherever. Uh, when the topic of tolerance came up, um, the guy said, yeah, great. Take a, take a break um get your tolerance down if, if you want to get that awesome awesome high again but he said um that's not kind of how he approaches things um he uses it for for medicine so he feels that the high the more he's tolerant to thc the more medicine he can take and still go out in public and function as a normal um, contributing citizen and uh, I kind of like that um, way of thinking um, the medicine obviously works for me very well um, so if I can get my tolerance levels up so that I can um, get more eventually more CBD into my body because um, that's I want to see maybe um, speaking out of ignorance uh, let's ask you, uh, that has had a bit more um, exposure, uh, or let me ask it this way. 
uh, CBD and THC strains, let's say a one-to-one -one or a two-to-one. My idea is to have that as a, shall we say, the, the daily smoke um, or day smoke, um, but uh, or your, shall we say, your daily driver. And then in the evenings, you have your, your different flavors. Is that something that uh, is feasible? Um, or um, I'm thinking, are you going to chase the, the THC high and then maybe smoke even more, which is not even a bad thing? Is that a good way of thinking, or is there holes in that uh, train of thought? No, no, no. I think that uh, it's feasible, something that wouldn't be a bad idea. Well, you'd get the, the habit, if you call it a habit, which I don't think it's a habit. You'd get the relief of going through, you know, hey, I want to smoke one or whatever. So you'd calm that, but yet you'd get the, the medical benefits of the CBD, you know, with just a touch of you know, THC there, the two hopefully being on the CBD side, the one hopefully being the THC. And then, you know, I honestly believe that CBD needs to be partnered some, some type of way with THC to keep it into the system a little bit longer. And it just, it aids with a little bit more with pain, I think. You know, CBD will take you so far, but I think that little, you know, subtle dose of THC in with it is very beneficial. And for that to get you through the day, you know, the joints loose, moving without the aches and pains, I see that to be very beneficial. And then, then it like kind of, as we talked about, keeps that tolerance somewhat in check. You know, you've lowered the dose. So when you get off of work, you can still have a better thicker dose of your medicine you know that after after work beer or whatever you want to call it you know what i mean it's it's that relaxation then as well so i don't think that i can't see any flaws in it. any flaws in it, to be honest with you. fantastic fantastic and uh one thing that i um i'm a curious curious boy as i said in the beginning i like to figure out how things work so I can um, get the best out of it. I suppose it comes from the, um, the gamer uh, of me. I always fuck myself with uh, um, not playing the game, but trying to figure out what the developers wanted you to do. And then I figure it out and then I lose interest in the game because I've not finished it, but I've solved the equation in my mind. But with that, uh, digression um I, uh with the application specificness of uh, of weed that i try to teach people as well um i came across a awesome um little pdf file called the therapeutic properties of terpenoids and their associated fragrance um where they list all the alpha pinenes and the beta uh, carophylline and all of that and they then say um, whether it's antifungal or anti-inflammatory or antiseptic or um, uh, bronchodilator or, or, or antidepressant, that is, I think, essential in any grower or any user's um, medical user's toolkit. And then the, the other thing that I really, really hope that takes off over here in South Africa is the ability to, to have your homegrown weed tested um, for terpene profiles. That's not going to cost you an arm and a leg, 
so that if you want to um, maybe you find that mercine works very well for your uh, pain or um, it's effective in treating your cancer um, symptoms, then obviously you would like to get a strain that uh, has a fuck ton of mercine in it, amongst other things. Um, yeah, sorry, that uh, just popped into my mind uh, when I saw the um, shortcut on my desktop. Um, yeah, this one, this one's going to get uh, printed out and hung up and framed as well. So, you know, I just wanted to point out something that uh, kind of confirms what we had talked about earlier. I kind of should have thrown it in then, but, you know, I was reading, or I always say that it's such a shitty term because I'm not actually reading the, uh, the auto books, the audible. I love audible. Multi same, same. Yeah, me and my daughter go back and forth with this because she loves books too, but she actually... I give her credit. She's actually a reader, reader. I'm like, man, honey, I wish I had time to just sit down and read, but I don't. I kind of need to listen. So it's I, not, you know what I mean? It's a time thing. But and I, I fall asleep on the two a, pages. Yeah, yeah, it's it's difficult on my eyes, too. But uh, I, what I, I was listening to some, organic, some books on organic gardening, and one of them I forget the title of it. It was a five book set. Good deal on Audible. It was like the price of one. It was five really good books. It went from um, all aspects of our games. But in one of them, they said in 1974, they they knew then the the medical, the therapeutical value of horticulture. Yeah, and uh, they tried to uh, approach the United States government and uh, uh, use it for uh, returning veterans and uh, a lot of, uh, uh, what was it, uh, giving up alcohol, shit like that. Use it to take their mind off, off a lot of things. And it was just kind of dis disregarded, you know, back then by them. And which I, I find mind blowing after, you know, like talking as we do. There's so many, like, so many benefits to growing that I can't believe that the kind of knowledge back then would basically was set back or swept under the rug, in my opinion. Yeah, no, there was a. We, we lost a, a lot of uh, time um, researching the benefits of weed with. Uh, in the last 50 years with uh, prohibition um which luckily now we um the floodgates are opening um so yeah hopefully it, uh, um well the uh, thc first and cbd and uh, then psilocybin and the rest of the rest of the beneficial stuff um i, I like to stay on the natural side of things. Um, so weed and mushrooms are pretty much where I'm going to find my comfort zone. Um, yeah, but then the next step um, in my evolution uh, of smoking, I believe, is to get away from burning the plant, um, to get rid of the, the carcinogenic 
side of the of the smoking side of things. So <clears throat> eventually, I hope to get the the good old uh, um, Rosen press. Um, start off with the uh, uh, ash uh, bubble bags, and uh, then go over to the Rosen press. Because um, my my my, have I enjoyed. Uh, um, harvesting my ladies with gloves on <laughs> after after a good bit of trimming there's a reward for being in trim jail uh, when you throw that puppy in into the fridge for a minute or two and then uh, get that little bit of trim hash or glove glove hash off oh what a pleasure oh i gotta agree with you i agree with you except yeah, I do wear gloves, but I don't tend to necessarily uh, use the glove or the finger hash because I don't tend to touch my buds a whole lot. I do wet trim, and I tend to uh, just hold this hold the stick as much as possible, and you know, kind of spin the butt as. That's another thing too. Save your save your scissor hand. Twi you know, twist that butt up. Oh, up and down and twist the head thing. Yeah. Don't try to chase it. You know. And uh, but uh, with that being said, though, that scissor hash, I scrape that scissor hash as soon as I can see it building up on the blades. <laughs> I sit right here with the razor blade, yep. you know, like a shot glass. As soon as I see it build up that grease, I'm like, scrape, 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 scrape. And that right there to me is the caviar of cannabis right there that fresh trichome sauce smashed up in this new it's basically charas basically at that point some live charas and it is good good that's my favorite favorite right there in my opinion oh yeah it's uh, uh it's my trim trim gel reward but uh Quick, um, just on the maybe a bit of a comedic horror story. A friend of mine uh, had the opportunity to uh, go a bit out of town, um, go more into the uh, rural um, side of things. And uh, outside one of the, our smaller towns, um, he got onto a small holding where. <coughs> Uh, guy was um, for the last 15 years have uh, been growing some weed but uh, he got away with it by telling the authorities that he's growing it for uh, basically for feeding for the sheep that he's got on a small holding and I suppose he was nice enough to the cops or whatever or be that as may they didn't really bother him after that but okay so he took a, uh, my friend took a few plants with to, to go and grow there, but uh, lo and behold, when he got there, he found out that uh, this guy's op standard operating procedure for the last 15 years was fucking atrocious and shocking. It's basically not notal, just not giving a fuck. Taking regular seeds, chucking it all through the garden, growing them through winter, uh, doing the, the winter flower season, then growing out again, re-vegging naturally, and then growing 
and it, it was heartbreaking when I visited the eagle. You see these nine, ten feet, huge, huge fucking plants. And they and from a distance, you uh, they look so beautiful and green. And you think, oh my fuck, this is going to be epic when this reaches the end of harvest. And then you walk, uh, start walking through the bushes and no effort has been taken to do any um, training whatsoever. Uh, no, there's been no trimming or pruning or anything. And uh, there's not a lot of attention was paid to any males that came out as well. So um, any bud that got on there was either fluffy or full of seed. And uh, <laughs> I, I actually felt depressed for about an hour or two because I thought, fuck, man, there's 50, 60 plants over here that this guy's gotten. There's some of them, 20, 30 of them were of that size. Um, and I thought, what a damn loss. This could have been amazing. <laughs> but yeah, that's... Uh, um, he, he still sells sells it. He sells it for, shall we say, pennies on the pound. But uh, um, shit, it's it, it was heartbreaking to see those beautiful big plants from a distance, and then when you get up close, oh fuck, no effort has been put in. But anyway, okay, let's get back onto more happy <laughs> happy topics. What else have I got written well, down here? So you wanted to say? Been, uh, that would have been something, but you know, hopefully some lessons were learned. Make sure, did you try to resist the urge and did be a, a good cannabis farmer and wanting to just dive right in and go, okay, we can start fixing something, just start trimming. Give me a garbage can and some scissors. <laughs> we'll clean up all these lowers. <laughs> You know what? I was very willing to to assist even months prior to to me seeing that. The problem is, um, some people think they're doing it as best as it can be done, and uh, no matter what you tell them, they uh, um, they're gonna stick to what they know. And that was the. A situation over there and I said okay well I'm not gonna uh, impose my unwanted help on somebody that's not gonna appreciate it but uh, I think his, uh, his opinion uh, has changed ever so slightly my friend uh, uh, separated his, uh, his few plants by whew, about let's say uh, let's do the conversion quickly 200 meters about 600 feet um, so uh, we, he got a little bit of uh, seeds in his uh, in his plants, not too much, but uh, yeah, that's, uh, he clocked uh, quite a few miles over the months of growing over there, and uh, he got uh, some really really fucking solid uh, buds um, over there. And the one thing that I'm really 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 uh, looking forward to is uh, um, some old school, old school uh, Malawi gold that he got some regular seeds 
and uh, man, 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 uh, she's, uh, she's filling up nicely. Uh, I haven't had some Malawi gold in decades. So yeah, he, he, I can't wait till he harvests that one. That brings me to a good question. Uh, what strains would be native to you and your surroundings? What would uh, some examples of cannabis way we know that uh, would you guys would you know hail? Hey, that's that's from here. Yeah, that's the one. That's our shit. The one that I'm, I suppose, most proud of would be uh, Durban Poison. That's one of the few naturally pure sativa land races. Um, and I suppose it's not uh, even indigenous to us. It probably came from somewhere in uh, Afghani mountains or somewhere over there. But fuck, she landed up here and liked it. And uh, uh, I must say for a morning smoke or a day smoke, some uh, Durban poison. And uh, I've got uh, um, some uh, sour diesel. Uh, which is uh, Durban poison mixed with sour diesel, um, which we've uh, I've got a few plants getting ready to uh, be harvested, and uh, my friend already harvested his, um, and they're hanging and curing at the moment. So I can't wait to wait, wait, wait to, to try them. I'm a big sativa dominant fan. Um, enjoying day smoking so much, I suppose. I like the Durban poison myself. I don't know too many people that don't, to be honest. I like the sativas, man. I just don't like the flower time. But as I'm, you know, getting a little bit older and a little bit more patient, you know, I'm thinking about at least squaring away at least one space for some long-term sativa yeah the um if, if you appreciate the benefit of sativas then that extra few weeks of flowering definitely definitely pays dividends um one of the things that i um like to tweak shall we say the genetics with as well is um, obviously your time of harvest um, you do sacrifice, obviously, a, a little bit on the on the potency, but um, yeah, if you any strain, I believe that if you harvest them a little bit earlier than they're supposed to, you're going to get more of the um, sativa esque uh, um, vibe of the of the plant. And uh, obviously, if the tracks go amber, you can uh, get your blankie and go to the couch and have a have a nice evening on the couch with those uh, with that strain. I definitely agree with what you're saying. Definitely agree with what you're saying. The racier <clears throat> side of the buzz you can find on the clear to cloudy side of the, the harvest there. But for me, I, that's way, 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 way too early for anything I'm looking for. Oh, in yes. My garden. Be honest with you, I like the things to kind of naturally fade out of the plant there, go full term. I like to see pretty much everything turn red on the plant. The final week of swell that a lot of people don't even know about or appreciate. Yes. 
So. I've, uh, uh, I've, like I said, I've had quite a, a few issues this year, um, both over here and uh, at the, the other grow. Um, and unfortunately, some plants had to, had to be uh, harvested earlier than they, they needed to. And uh, I'm so happy that uh, the uh, Gorilla Glue and the critical cheese that I've got here, I've been um, able to, to run full term. And by golly, that, uh, that last week, well, I suppose, I think I'm uh, in, in my last week because man, she's getting frosty and she's putting on weight like, a <laughs> yo, uh, I can't wait. And it's a full moon yesterday, I don't know if that works. Uh, I was thinking of maybe cutting it down. I was wondering uh, if you've ever stumbled across anybody that uh, had a bit of a, maybe a uh, scientific input on that, if there's any uh, thing with the amount of light that it gets from the moon that triggers more terpene production or whatever, uh, or if it's just pro science, I don't know. <laughs> think it's more bro science than anything but you know they've been harvesting by moons for you know ever basically and i've had a few say that and it like the i've had a few say missed it. that you know what i mean it, full moon is the time you know that's that's the peak time and anything after that it's in degradation the moon's you know, pulled pulled all the you know, on the trichomes and everything, fattened them up. It's <laughs> it I appreciate I, I appreciate it, but I don't. I don't, I'm not harvesting by I mean, shoot, if if I harvested like that, man, it would really fuck up my perpetual harvest. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think in that case, I'm going to, um, the, the, it's, it's almost a cliche. If somebody asks you if they, when they're growing outdoor, do you think it's ready? Um, nah, give it another week or so. And especially with, uh, with it being Gorilla Glue, I think if I leave her another week or so and get some more um, amber trichomes on there, uh, I think she may be just be a bit more, a bit more effective at what she's supposed to be doing. Which uh, um, another memory that popped up? Um, shout out to Skulky, um, friend of mine. Um, lots of troubles getting to sleep, and uh, obviously takes medicine to um, alleviate his insomnia. And uh, uh, about a month or so ago, I had. Uh, um, I trimmed the Gorilla Glue tree, uh, tree and uh, dried some of the um, little nugs, the popcorn nugs that I took off and uh, went over to uh, Skulk and his wife for a visit and uh, left him some of the um, Gorilla Glue there. And uh, I told him, listen, just keep it, uh, cure it for a while still. It's still quite fresh, blah, 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 blah. So about two, three weeks later, I get a message the one morning uh, saying, uh, basically, uh, he just wanted to let me know that uh, um, after working late last night, he got home and realized 
he never stopped at the pharmacy um, to pick up his sleeping medication and uh, he didn't have any. So he decided to um, just uh, double up his uh, uh, nightly dose because he's an evening smoker only for, uh, for getting to sleep. Um, so I said, okay, well, let's take out the, um, the Gorilla Glue and uh, just double the dose. And uh, he said for the first time in quite a few years, he slept through the whole night without any sleeping meds. And uh, I was actually fucking quite happy. And I, uh, I think that's part of the inspiration for me to maybe let this uh, tree run an extra week or two to maybe just get that uh, extra little bit of uh, sleeping power, shall we say. That's awesome. That's awesome. I really believe sometimes that, you know, well, it doesn't seem to be so in this case, but I, want, I think your body gets chemically dependent on, you know, medicine like that. I mean, you start taking a prescription for a long term about, you know, helping you sleep while well, your body is, I believe, naturally going to stop producing the chemicals that make you sleepy. Because you're, you know, you're, you're taking over at that point, you know, hey, I got this, I got this. So the days that, you know, it isn't apparent, I don't think your body takes over usually naturally like that and starts going, all right, yeah, whatever. You're going to sleep. I think that at that point, your body's, a, you know, totally dependent on you making you go to sleep at that point. Yep. I Cannabis agree. doesn't seem to work like that, though. I a little bit with the sleep, but it's only temporary. I find that, well, with my experience, and I have to say, and I'm not bragging, look at this or whatever as you want. The few times I've had sleep, you know, when I didn't have cannabis, I did have a little bit of trouble sleeping, but it was Same. only temporary for like a night or two. You know, third night, it was all back on track. I don't think I became chemically dependent on wanting to go to sleep, yeah. uh, you know, because of cannabis. But it does, it helps, that's for sure. But I think a lot of that's just me trying to, it's my body's defense of me smoking all day. I mean, <laughs> just go to sleep. I just want to uh, respond to Iceni over here as well. Um, ask uh, if I know what strain the African pressed, pressed bushweed is called. Um, not exactly sure what do they mean, but if it's something like the Malawi cob or something like that, um, it's usually either some of the local Malawi strains that they've got or um, whatever dirt weed they've got or have grown for that season. I hope that helps. What are your outdoor seasons like? What I mean, if, what are you guys able to pull off over there? It's got to be a pretty sweet climate for outdoor growth. You know what? Uh, down in Cape Town, we've got a very Mediterranean climate. Um, long, sunny summers. Um, so very, very, very good uh, growing um, conditions. Um, I would say up in Durban, where um, obviously Durban poison comes from, it's more of a tropical vibe. Um, 
they've got a lot higher humidity and temperatures over there um, than down here in Cape Town. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, the winters aren't so cold. Um, never gets down to freezing um, down here. So um, this year's project for me is uh, basically going to be to seeing that I, currently we can have um, four plants per adult on um, at your house growing. So I want to see if I can grow six big motherfuckers uh, in the space that I've got and then have the other two indoors uh, in the tent. And uh, yeah, basically growing them through winter, um, doing the, the trimming uh, where it's needed and uh, basically shaping the girls so that when the, after they've re-vegged, um, they grow into um, strong plants. And I've got basically um, two growing um, seasons to generate, or one to make the, the structure for the plant. And then it's uh, for the summer time, it's, uh, uh, it's go time. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna really try and put in the, the work beforehand, um, dig up um, at least about three or so feet of the soil, um, make sure that it's layered correctly with the um, correct ingredients. Wanna see if uh, uh, I can get coots mixed right to, and see how it works down in, uh, down in Cape Town. And uh, cause we've, the fuck up in growing in town is there's so many vectors for uh for plants and your ipm has to be on par um i've i'm even uh, tempted to uh do a bit of a um, pvc pipe tent um because even on my gorilla glue that i'm growing outdoor um i've noticed a, a seed here and there um so yeah there's uh one of the nearby neighbors that has got a male plant um so yeah um i don't really like the the seeds as we all do usually um so yeah most probably um come next summer there's going to be a, a small little uh, greenhouse at home <laughs> be pretty nice right there that would be pretty nice well i mean be nice if you knew what kind of mail was hitting your thing i mean you could always pop a few here and there to see if it was worth the seeds you were getting i mean it can't be half bad i mean you can't be half bad you know what half is you know what i mean i, I know who the mother is chance it's pretty good right uh, right Having not dipped my nose much into the realms of uh, breeding yet, and uh, that uh, being a lover of mathematics, I haven't uh, quite gotten down to the, the mathematics of breeding. But uh, it seems that most of the um, genetic qualities comes from the female um, in humans, I suppose. Um, I'm not sure if it's the same in, in the plants, but... Uh, uh, the reason why I say that is I have collected quite a few of the um, of the seeds that I've got off of the girls, uh, and I'm I am quite keen to just for shits and giggles uh, pop a bunch of them and 
and see what what happens. You, we all of us have got that. But what if it's the one, the one that's going to be fucking amazing? <laughs> oh, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, it sounds like especially where the fuck you're at. I mean, at minimal, at minimum. If I didn't want to keep them seeds for myself, which I'm sure I'd keep a, some amount. And if I didn't feel comfortable enough to pass them on to some friends free of charge just to help them, you know, get going or whatever, minimal, oh, yeah. I would take that walk that I'm sure all of us have somewhere in the woods and be like, ah, Johnny Appleseed, Johnny Appleseed, bling, bling, bling. I'm going to uh, get myself um... Uh, the the silver liquid that you use to to feminize your your seeds and uh, uh as soon as i've got a um a nice girl next year uh i'll definitely make some feminized seeds and and go on a little bit of a uh a love spreading um walk shall we say i think it'd be funny i mean if anything you did something like that. I would always act surprised when I came in the area because you never know what you're walking did to. But I'd be like, oh, wow. And just from there, just kind of play it out. These are awesome. Water, water, water. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like a little excited boy. Um, running around, um, having just visited a sweet shop and giving sweets to everybody. I just want to give female clones to all my friends um, to have them grow as well. I've even thought of um, so many people say, yeah, but you know what? I don't know how to grow weed. And uh, you know what? I don't really have the time. And I thought about, you know what? Why not offer a service almost like a gardening service that once a week you come and visit, um, check out the plants, make sure that uh, there's no severe issues or whatever. And the people just have to give them water once or twice every few days. Um, I don't know, maybe uh, I'll have a look-see uh, before the, the start of our summer, next summer growing season, the outdoor, um, I'll see if I get time through the winter season maybe just get a little uh, small business side business off the off the ground as well so would would you if i was an outdoor farmer there would i be able to stagger my my harvest like i do now and you now pull actually you know be able to use the natural outdoor to you know grow what is it like there I mean, what's the, what is your day like on average, the daylight hours? You know what? We, um, during our summertime, we get very, very generous hours. Um, I think uh, in the summer, it only gets really dark about half past nine uh, in the evenings, um, starting to get light half past four, five-ish in the morning. So it all just depends on... Uh, how much obstructions you've got to uh, to direct sunlight. Um, so concerning the seasons, um, if you've got, hmm, shall we say, 
maybe short flower uh, flowering times you could maybe with some effort get two harvests in um, but you're going to have to have some um, manipulation to get the 12-12 um, premature in the first batch um, but uh, yeah otherwise perfectly suited for growing sativas out of oh. Just got to plant them so early. The environment, the environment would allow me to do so as far as temperature would go, but I'd have to either manipulate with supplement, supplement light, or I have to pull some tarps <laughs> at different yeah. stages of the year to keep things rolling. But uh, yeah, if, um, even I did a winter grow as a test uh, two years ago now last year didn't count um, and I was actually surprised uh, obviously with the um, load amount of sunlight that comes down um, it does affect the size of the plants or the growth of the plants um, but I was pleasantly surprised with the um, with the amount of bud on them um, wasn't nearly uh, as I've got uh, through the summer grow but I have to also say that uh, they weren't uh, being given as many nutrients and um, looked after uh, as well as my ladies have this year. Did you do that as well? Could I actually like veg inside? Like, you know, not like I do now, get plants to about this size and even in the winter months be able to just you know walk them outside and here you guys go flower out there that's that's what i do as that, much that as i pretty sweet that'd be pretty sweet as much as i love my Take indoor free flower indoor goodies that flower. i've got i love growing under the sun um it's I suppose it's besides maybe some of the strains that have been, I suppose, bred for more uh, indoor environments. Um, I think the ladies uh, express themselves very, very well when they're, when they're uh, sun grown. So when was your first grow outside? Oh yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Uh, first time or first attempt was uh, about ten years ago, but uh, um, yeah, uh, location wasn't right. Um, knowledge was <laughs> lacking even more. Um, I had a lot of light interference and uh, revegging. So yeah, that was uh, that was really shit, and um, had. Uh, a little bit of issues with neighbors then as well where that killed a whole bunch of my plants uh so yeah then i uh, uh stopped growing for uh for a few years and then after a while i just thought you know what fuck it uh i've 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 got to i've got to grow some I'd, uh this it, it whatever they've got in here can be much better than what's in here and uh, I've grown the, some bag seed that out of really shit brickweed and uh, um, that was some 
kick-ass fucking weed that I would say it rivaled even some indoor that I've smoked. Um, so yeah, uh, I suppose it's, uh, it's although genetics, 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 um, shit in, shit out. But uh, um, I think the biggest percentage of what, app, uh, what determines the product at the end of the growth is the grower and uh, their practices. And the environment, obviously, that they do it in. I like that attitude. I like that attitude. I believe that's what right there makes uh, uh, cannabis special. That's what keeps. That's what's going to keep cannabis craft, or you know, that's what gives it the craft aspect to it. It's even though it may be, like you said, not as good as training, it can be brought to its best by some love and care. And great garden you're right but you're right it is limited by to the strain but the same that, that you know you could take those two strains side by side put it in a large scale environment and that shit's gonna be shit <laughs> you give it to somebody that has you know somewhat of a green thumb and some love there and it'd be shit but it's gonna be a lot better than, <laughs> than the results will be shit. chalk and cheese And uh, I think seeing, uh, see that we're uh, creeping up on uh, 7.20 over here down in Cape Town. I think uh, uh, we can all celebrate a, um, a 4.20 uh, or 20 past the hour. And uh, then maybe we can go over to the Wimmel. Sure, so sure. Anybody chat? Any questions for all you awesome people and... Uh, um, Hi to everybody in chat. Uh, it's it's amazing to um, get all the knowledge that you guys share always in chat. So um, a heartfelt thanks for all the jokes, all the laughter, and uh, all the information that you guys uh, and wisdom that you guys share. Um, I'm a bit of a lurker usually, uh, saying hello in the start and uh, uh, piping up my opinion where it's to, uh, where I feel I can add. Uh, to the conversation, but mostly I'm just looking at in the background. Oh man, it was a pleasure to get you on, man. I <laughs> I was like this close, this close to uh, taking some mushrooms before the episode. <laughs> I'm so I'm so glad that you that you didn't, because uh, otherwise I wouldn't have been uh, able to not to as well. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got a shit ton to do today and <laughs> that might have impeded ever so slightly <laughs> it can it can but sometimes for the better it's not always a bad thing so. yeah, yeah. yeah gotta get the dosage right I'm glad to see that you know they're part of the regiment over there as well because they definitely definitely make the world a lot easier oh no definitely definitely and uh i've uh, got a, a few a very few nice uh, sports syringes ready over here as well including some lion's mane um i really want to uh 
get the lion's mane going as part of my daily regimen and uh, um, start making up my uh, my own capsules that I can have for for daily uh, usage and also for um, more um, precise microdosing that I really really want to get into on uh, a more permanent level. Yeah, the Major General would like to know, do you live in the Acadian community and what it would be the price of a zip over there? I think both the prayer to us. Yeah, uh, not in the gated community. Um, that would be very, very beneficial. Um, but in a uh, normal, in the suburbs. Um, and uh, price of a zip, uh, what, what is a zip? A zip would be an ounce of, uh, an ounce of cannabis. Ounce of cannabis, uh, ounce, let me just double check over here, um, ounce to gram, 28 grams, um, 20, oh, let's call it 30, um, 30, right, so if you're talking indoor, it's around about 150 rand uh, for, a, uh, for a gram. That roughly equates to about uh, $10. Um, so for an ounce, that would make it run about 300. And that's uh, some rather A-grade uh, indoor. That's pretty cheap. That's pretty cheap if you're talking about, you know, uh, high-grade indoor. That's pretty good. I think the um, the South African guys have got quite a a way of uh, let's see how good we can do do this. And I think with the um, influx of home growers, uh, stuff's gonna start. To, we're gonna get some amazing shit um, as soon as there's legal dispensaries where. Um, it doesn't take too long for the red tape to clear and you can get uh, decently cured um, flour um, in shops available to the public. Um, I see that I see me ask me if I use any other uh, neotropics. Um, no, not uh, uh, not on purpose. If I do, I don't know about it. Let's have a look, see if I missed anything. No discount for a zip. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. I agree. There should be. I, when I first started buying, uh, actually, even when I had to buy at a provision center, I guess that should be proper term. I would go in there and be like, yeah, 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 this is good. This is good. But how much for how much for ounce? <laughs> I know this math, but this doesn't make sense for me because I know things should be cheaper on a larger scale. So, what's it take to get to the cheaper scale? Oh yes, that that you know what's uh, that reminds me uh, way back when in my hmm, shall we say late twenties. 
uh, yeah, middle to late 20s. Um, I uh, live a little bit outside Cape Town in, in one of the northern suburbs. And uh, um, I usually was the guy who drove to town to go and pick up uh, stock for everybody. And then I'll just uh, share with the friends. And uh, it was the, back then, uh, obviously, it, uh, it, you got what you got. And I would usually walk into this place and it was called the African Village Market, a uh, nice three or four story building. And it had all these little stalls, um, either um, some of them were clothing, some of them were um, natural roots uh, or uh, natural medicine. And that was obviously the, the shop that, uh, uh, that I went into. And uh, my friends usually, I went through uh, about two, three years of doing this where uh, I suppose I could label myself a little bit of a, a weed snob back then where I would uh, get some Swazi or some um, Trans Sky for the friends. And uh, um, then I'll ask the, the roster, okay, um, this is for my friends. What have you got for me? And uh, then they would uh, rip out either that, that was my first experience with New York diesel and uh, um, back then I was already smell blind and when I rocked up with it at, uh, at my friend's house, <laughs> she said, that shit stinks. You're not fucking smoking that shit here. <laughs> so yeah, that was, uh, uh, my exposure to, to first, uh, first time to really good indoor. And, uh, yeah, back then even a gram used to last me fuck a week i would literally um smoke a little bit like this in a pipe every evening and uh i that that was the days when i think i st started my love for variety of of weed where um i remember uh, i had this little box uh in in the back of my uh car uh my one car seat and uh, I remember stopping at my regular watering hole after a hard day of work and thinking to myself, hmm, what am I in the mood for tonight? Do I just want to have a few drinks and chill? Do I want to be uh, relaxed? Do I want to be vibey? Do I want to uh, have some, do some dancing tonight? What am I in the mood for? And de depending on what I answer to myself, that would determine what I would be smoking, um, taking a one or two hitter out of the pipe before I walk in. Um, so yeah, that was, that was fun memories of uh, smoking different stuff or making you feel a certain way. Application-specific so, weed. Did the, did the loss of smell change the, the overall high for you in general you know what um definitely maybe if i can put it that way um one of the sad things for me is i i can't remember what weed smells like and that's something that irks me quite a bit and i can't smell what my baby smell or my girls smell like um but um i think 
in the same way that maybe I don't get hungry when I walk past a steakhouse. Um, I'm missing out on some of the um, effects of, of the smell of, um, of weed. Uh, but hopefully, like I said in the beginning, hopefully the chemical reactions inside, when it works inside your body, hopefully at the least that's still intact. Happy to, uh, 420, guys. Happy 420. Another thing that I just remember that I want to give you a shout out for was uh, um, I downloaded uh, or I liked the um, T42 song that I shazammed uh, the, the, the dab song um, after hearing that a few times in the mornings when I wake up. Well, also, thank you for um, all the guys in chat and to you as well for being awesome company in the morning when I wake up for, for my wake and bake. Thank you, guys. Um, but what I wanted to say was, damn it, I got myself off my... Oh, uh, I shazammed the song and I found it, uh, the T42, and uh, I liked the song. And uh, the first time that I visited the... Uh, my buddies grow out there in the more in the rural parts. Uh, I just put my uh, playlist on on random and shuffle, and it played. And about an hour into the the journey, this song came up, and I was I was smiling from ear to ear. And I quickly grabbed my pipe, and I had a good fucking smoke uh, driving over a mountain pass, and uh, having a good chuckle the, with the the music blaring. Uh, that was fucking awesome. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> oh man, thank you for that story, man. Because you, I don't listen to Shazam, but YouTube's funny like that with me. I've actually been in a couple spots where I heard it so often, and it's not foreign to me. You know what I mean? It's like, and I've actually been. I've actually sat at a light and went from uh, something completely different to the dance song and just kind of sat at the light, like, uh, 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 windows <laughs> down, just rocking it without even realizing I'm rocking it. <laughs> oh, that is so true. That's definitely, and uh, I, I'm just laughing at myself, uh, enjoying the song so much. And the, if the people outside caught even a momentary glimpse of my enjoyment of the song, I'm sure that they would just be absolutely perplexed as to why I would do it. <laughs> what kind of retro place is they hanging out? Oh, uh, with uh, six degrees of separation, it might just end up. I wonder if that motherfucker listens to Eagle. Hopefully, hopefully that's what you're thinking now when you hear that song. That'd be pretty damn cool. <laughs> that would be pretty damn cool. Obviously, obviously, uh, we reach one another pretty far. I mean, I'm talking to an amazing dude in Africa. I mean, I do think those odds are pretty good if you can relate those two. I'm just saying. 
as we're up here. Yeah, no, I think the, that's the the one good thing of the of the internet. You can, it really becomes a global village. Um, I mean, yeah, I've got the you know, the southern tip of Africa. I've got access to a wealth of knowledge in, in this community. Um, not even, I mean, there's the dude grows and uh, Fumi and the boys and a future cannabis project, all of which I just stumbled across by opening up a new YouTube account for my weed-related uh, goodies and started searching and fuck celebrating that uh, that I stumbled across you guys. So uh, in closing, thanks a lot for, for what you do and uh, the community. Man, the, um, it, ta it takes a lot of your guys' time um, to keep us entertained and keep us company so often so uh, a heartfelt thanks from um, from my side at least and uh, uh, keep up the great work it's uh, uh, and uh, fuck I've never thought I would uh, in a million years thought I would be sitting here talking to you so I'm fucking very chuffed about that as well well I'm honored to have you it was a pleasure to get to meet you a few months back on one of the special episodes it touches my heart to know that this thing is reaching people like yourself fucking way across the world. I mean, it, it actually, as I say it, it gives me goosebumps. So to know, you know, to know you're there listening, watching every day. Thank you, my friend. That's fucking amazingly awesome. And well, this opens you up now. I mean, you've done the work. You've been able to pop in before, but now you have free reign of popping in that wormhole on any morning you feel like getting up and having like a pre-morning morning, waking bake, <laughs> not having to watch the replay, but actually yeah. get up and hang out. You can do that anytime you see fit now. So I hope you fully, hopefully you take me up on that offer for one or two. I can't let you go without getting, you know what I got to get. I got to get oh, this soundplay yeah. for it. And I am ready and recording anytime you want to give it to me, my friend. This is 383. If you want to include that in your soundbite, uh, I would greatly appreciate it. Awesome. I will do. Hey, y'all. It's Willy Wookie over here from Cape Town, South Africa. And I'm talking shit with Eagle on episode 383. It has been a great night, and I, I had no doubts it would be. And uh, I can't thank you enough for coming on. You've done your part on, you know, making this happen. You know, you thank me and everybody else for how making this happen. You've done your part in making this happen, and I can't thank you enough for buying us another night. Another night, 383 of them, to be exact, <laughs> and counting. And counting. And, so and counting. I thank you very much, my friend. And awesome. well, I guess at your request, my friend, we'll go ahead and kill this one and open up the wormhole. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Give me a few minutes. I'm, I'm going to take advantage of the break, stretch for a second. And as soon as you see things fire up, if you don't see it in a few minutes, you come back to Zoom because you just haven't got the notification. Oh, it's going. <laughs> <laughs>
100 percent. So. i'm gonna make a fresh cup of coffee and give me a few minutes as well then i'll join you guys for for a bit more all right thank you my friend and thank you again for this amazing episode you guys know the deal if you're not gonna fall over into the wormhole well you're just silly but if not thank you for hanging out with this amazing episode with this amazing gentleman oh, but i hope you'll see us and join us again here in the wormhole in a few minutes but if not you guys know the deal please do something nice for somebody random acts of kindness do save lives we'll see you in a few minutes